Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is, of course, true, at least in a sense, that all paths and all religions lead to God. The first point of clarification is that there are not, in fact, a whole bunch of paths and a whole bunch of religions, but only two. One is the religion of Christ, and one is the religion of Satan. One is the path that leads to God and to his throne of grace wherein those who tread that path will reside with him for eternity and bless. The other is the path of Satan, wide and broad. It leads not to the throne of grace, but to the throne of judgment. And those who tread that path will spend but the blink of an eye before God. And then they will be told, depart into everlasting darkness. So yes, all paths, or rather the two paths, lead to God one eternity in bliss with him, the other judgment and departure from him. We see the path that our Lord Jesus leads us down. It is a path that begins in the waters of holy baptism. As our Lord Jesus comes up out of those waters, the heavens are torn open. So too, as we enter those waters with him, the heavens are open to us. Our sins are washed away. The Holy Spirit descends like a dove upon Christ, and so too the Holy Spirit is given to us in the waters of holy baptism. That Holy Spirit then drives Christ into the wilderness, just as he drives all of us Christians into the wilderness. If you have received the Holy Spirit, it is only a matter of time until the unholy spirit comes to tempt you, to challenge you. So if we have entered with our Lord through the waters and Red Sea of holy baptism, we must expect to go with him into the wilderness and into the desert on our way to the promised land. Now Satan would have us choose instead of this path of following Jesus, an altogether different path, easy street. In fact, listen to what our Lord says directly. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and easy is the path that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. Narrow is the gate, and hard is the path that leads to life, and those who find it are few. If Satan already has you on easy street, he's not going to trouble much with you. You're going exactly where he wants you to go. But if you are on that narrow and difficult path to enter by the narrow and difficult gate, then you can rest assured that Satan will not stop harassing you to the moment you pass outside of his grip. It is, in fact, a matter of spiritual life 
eternal life and eternal death, that we follow our Lord Jesus. So we see him enter into the desert to be tested by the devil who begins his temptation by saying, oh, you're hungry? Here, have some food. Satisfy your need. Easy street. His second temptation is similar. Oh, you desire recognition. You desire to be seen. Come, jump off the temple. Everyone will give you recognition. Everyone will see that you're the true Messiah. We can make this really easy. And last but not least, he simply says, look at all the kingdoms of the earth. That's why you came, right? Look at all the kingdoms of the earth and all their glory. I'll give them all to you cross-free. No suffering, no scourging, no passion, no cross. All you have to do for a brief second, no one will even know, just me and you. Bow your knee and worship me. The temptations of Satan aren't new or novel. We experience just the same. Are you hungry? Eat until you can't eat anymore. Are you thirsty? Drink until you can't drink anymore. Are you lustful? Satiate it in every possible way. Medicate yourself into easy street. Do you desire spectacle and experience? Confirmation of your faith? Signs and visions and wonders? Satan has those galore. They're a dime a dozen. And he'd be happy to give them to you if it means you depart from God. Last but not least, the gloves come off. They always do. And he says, you want it easy in your home? Worship me. Piece of cake. Done. No more strife. You want it easy in the workplace? Bend the knee. Kiss the diversity inclusion, equity, ring. And I'll make it all easy for you. No problem. It'll all go away. You want it easy in the church? Don't come. You can still be a Christian. Oh, that's too crass of a temptation. Come, but it's just you and Jesus. Think of nothing else. Easy street. In these and countless other ways, Satan would deceive us and is, in fact, hell-bent on deceiving us. Our Lord overcomes him by clinging to the Scriptures. It is an amazing thing that our Lord himself, who could simply speak of his own authority and overcome Satan, goes to the Word of God, and so must we. At every point of temptation, Satan is overcome by Christ through the word of God. That is how we too must come to know the word and cling to the word. Even when Satan denies the word, even when Satan twists the word, even when Satan sets the word aside altogether, the word, the word, the word. By clinging to that word, as if our very eternal life depended upon it, and it does, we traverse that steep and narrow path to enter into that narrow gate. How much damage is done inside of the church and outside of the church if we contradict our Lord's words? The gate is wide. 
The path is wide and easy. So those outside the church think, well, I've got plenty of time and I'll probably make it in anyway and I'm better than most people, so, hmm. Jesus is a savior? Okay, well, guess I'll, he'll be my insurance, my safety net if my plan doesn't work out. How much danger is done inside the church if we say the opposite of what Jesus says? The gate is wide, the path is wide and easy. Christians go, oh, hmm, okay, no problem. I, w- I won't be on guard. Nothing can snatch me out of, out of the Savior's hands, so why fret over my flesh? Why not give in to it? I can't be perfect anyway. May as well not even try. Oh, the world. Well, as long as I keep faith in Jesus, I can compromise to the world as much as I want because faith saves. These are the kinds of temptations that lead Christians off the narrow path and away from the narrow gate. If we would end up where Jesus ends up, we have to walk the way that Jesus walks. This way is not contrary to the cross. In fact, it is the way of the cross. Jesus also says to us Christians, whoever would not take up his own cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He could not make it any more explicit. If you will be with me in paradise, then you must walk the road that I walked. You must have the baptism that I am baptized with. You must go and face the tempter as I faced him. You must go to the cross, for that is where I too go. You must bear the affliction of God while retaining your faith as I bore the affliction of God. You must have Good Friday if you would have Easter, you must have the narrow path if you would have life in abundance. Christ pulls no punches. Why would we? But lest we get the wrong idea that this path is the path of perfection, listen to what the author of Hebrews tells us. Since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It is the narrow path of our Savior that we must walk. But we have a Savior who knows our weakness, who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We have a Savior who desires nothing more than to hear your confession and grant you absolution. We have a Savior who, in fact, no matter how many times you stumble, he will reach down and pull you back to your feet. We have a Savior who does indeed encourage you, who does indeed call you to bear up, who does indeed strengthen you, that 
his victory over Satan might be your victory over Satan as well. That is why the scriptures say that in due time, the God of peace will crush the serpent's head under your heel as well. This is a victory march that Christ would have us participate in. It is a path fraught with difficulty and suffering, but it is the path of the sons of eternal life. As we walk that path toward the throne of grace, let us even now draw near, that just as the scriptures say, we may receive mercy for the countless ways we fall, and we may find grace to help, that we may stand and fight and walk that narrow path and enter that narrow gate and so join with Christ and all the saints in eternal life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.